My Talkers. Let's hang out with Lori and Julia and see what road they're going to take us down. Maybe it's 494, maybe it's I-94. Probably not. More like Pop Culture 94. We're going down a road with uh, curves and no brakes. Yes. Okay. Curves and no brakes. You with the curves and me, me with, with no, no brakes. So. <laughs> there we go. Oh, it's been a busy tennis day. People are... Um, yes. The euphoric sport of tennis is taking a hit today at Wimbledon. And, and that was a study that you sh- said yesterday that tennis is one of the most euphoric... The most. Which is. just... For watching as a spectator and mm-hmm. then gymnastics is second. For euphoria, just making you feel so happy. I love that. I know. My brother watches endless amounts, and he's so happy it's, watching tennis. It's good, but today... I was happy to find that study I out. love that. Today, though, and I... People will already know it's in the news, so I, if it's I'm spoiling spoiler, it... Do, do your spoiler, spoiler alert for Wimbledon. Okay? And then turn us back in and... and Ten seconds. So we've had two walkovers. So what I what is a walkover? I know, right? Here we go. So, so we've had not one but two today. A walkover occurs in tennis in a tournament when you win without finishing the competition. So, for example, Roger Federer had a walkover and won his match today because the gentleman he was playing with on Wimbledon, which is on grass, slipped and hurt his knee so bad he could not finish the match. Got it. And Roger Federer was very pleased that luck went his way. He's not glad that this other player was injured, but he was not playing well today. Because and it of was the scary. Grass? No, he's pretty good on this um, service. The grass is super slippery, so everyone's been sliding. Is it raining? Um, no, what's happened is they didn't have major tournaments there like Wimbledon last year. So no one has played there for two years. Ah, In the month of May, grass. it rained so much in England. That the in the grass is so dense, they haven't been allowing a lot of play on the big courts. People are falling. So Roger said at the end of it um, that the gentleman he was playing, the Frenchman, could have won it because the way it was going when he slipped and fell, it it was going the other guy's way. Whoa. So Roger luckily got out of it with a win. And the gentleman he was playing, the guys, it was his thirty third birthday. He was up. I mean, he was really competing well with Roger Federer, and then slips. And is had out. a walkover. Had a walkover. So Roger had a walkover. The second walkover occurred. I made Grant load up ESPN here at, yeah. at our stations yeah. and log us on and get us all ready to go. And we're watching Serena play. And Serena had the Flojo um, one arm, long sleeve, off the shoulder Nike whites on with Lori thinks her tutu was too tutu-y. Um, but it was in her way. It really wasn't. But she slipped and fell, and then she, she couldn't. Had a walkover. The other woman won with a walkover who she was playing against because Serena couldn't get back up. She couldn't. She tried. She took an injury timeout. She tried, Mm-mm. and it was in the first set. It was three to three, and um, she couldn't play anymore. Tears, tears, oh. tears. So Serena's out. Oh, and it's very, very word. slippery, and the players are worried. And Chrissy Everett, who does color commentary for the for the tennis tournament, it was just said, "I don't know. They need dryers out there or something because people are slipping." And Roger Federer said, "At Wimbledon, because it's on grass, you usually don't really feel comfortable about your foot movement until you make it past the second round." 
when things start to get worn out. So there's your little inside plus, scoop. Plus, uh, no, they, none of these people played Wimbledon last year? Right, and they haven't played grass for a while, like along. So that's why we saw the grass turn well, So anyway, it was a, just a hullabaloo. I'm sad for Serena. I, I am too. She's a seven-time champion. Right. She's probably hoping to win it all again mm-hmm. this year. Here's the deal, you guys. When you watch her fall, you can't help but think that that tutu apron thing that she was wearing in the front and the back of her dress didn't hinder her. Okay, you can't have that much. Why is she wearing a poofy? poofy she's Serena. She's worn many of these. Skirt. I don't know. I feel like tennis. We want more sleek movements. This is a warning to anybody else. First of all, <laughs> she's going to put this thing in the hibachi. <laughs> She'll never wear this again. True. It's bad luck. There's too much material on the front, Julia. You know it. Every time I see you in a tennis outfit, you're sleek. Well, that's because I don't have designers behind me. But you're wearing a sleek. You're wearing a smooth skirt, a tight-fitting top. Athletic fit. A fitted, a fitted thing. This this outfit. Who they did? They did Serena dirty with this outfit, and she got off balance because <laughs> she saw this cotton cloud around Nothing her waist. Nothing to do with that. That's the scoop, Lori. Here's that's, a, that's Lori's sports story. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna say it. I'm it's sick of doing it. There's it's the dress. That's there's it. one more. There was one other good thing that um, happened today. I is, want my girl Coco to be doing good. She did do well today. Okay. Um, but she almost fell too. So, um, but so there's everybody's falling. It's so slippery. And that, to me, as an athlete, no, but I've played on clay. But to me, as an athlete or someone who wants to not get hurt Mm -hmm. and you take you're really worried about slipping on things, that would be my worst nightmare. I mean, that's the worst. You can't control it. Is there a tennis tournament that's on like a concrete, like a U.S. Open? Is that or is that? That's our hard services, Australian and U.S. But I want to say something. We had an American, Sebastian Corda. Lori, I want you to look him up. Okay. He's a hottie. All right. He's 20 years old. Ooh. He um yeah, we'll get some new people that He won he won today. Okay. But what's exciting about him, he's from this major Corda family and his sisters are leading four Olympians to South Korea. Um she's going to the Olympics because they Cordova the Corda. K O R D A. His sisters are both, um, what is it, LPG? What's the women's golf grant? LPGA. Yeah, LPGA. The Corda sisters. Oh, I've seen this Corda kid before. Yes, and the sisters, both of his sisters are major golfers. He looks like uh, an actor. Yeah, I can't think of who though, Lori. Isn't he darling? Yeah. He's darling, and he wears a little, uh, like a girl's headband. that He looks really cute to hold his bangs out of his face. Right, isn't that? That is just like, women love that. His sisters are adorable as well. Yeah, Yeah. and but they're major golfers. Yeah, they are. They're Mm -hmm. big time. They're big time players. What an athletic family. I know, and his his dad and mom were both tennis players in from... um, He's so lanky looking. Yeah, but they grew up in Bradenton, Florida at the tennis places and the golf places. I saw a photo of, uh, speaking, you know, the headbands and... I saw a photo of Keanu Reeves leaving a trailer with two butterfly clips in his hair. I just about lost my mind. It was, it gave me this, the squeeze like I was seeing a puppy or a baby. I was just like, oh my God, look at him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about a man in a beret or a headband, but I'm a fan. Hey, whatever. I kind of am too, Lori. It's kind of cute, even though, you know, I am. With a man who will never be seen in a headband or or, or, uh, no, you're or right a brat or whatever. But I do really like it. 
I, I think, and this court is cute. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and his sister, Nellie Corda, just won, took first place at the last tournament this last weekend, the I, Highlands Course Tournament. Yeah. That's no, huge. They're She's serious. 19 under she had for her round final round score. 19 under. That's, if you guys know golf, that's amazing. That's amazing. Good for her. Good for this family. Yeah. I know. The family of jocks. All right, that's your sports update. All right, well, there you go. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. Well, I mean, the one thing that has been, uh, two things that have been consistent in the morning news pro- program and some of the evening, basically the evening news program since last middle of last week was Thursday with the Miami condo collapse and Britney Spears speaking out in court. And yesterday, her little sister uh, got on Instagram, and all the morning shows covered this uh, story. And we've just got a little bit of what Jamie Lynn had to say about her sister. Jamie Lynn is taking to social media to respond to critics who say she should have done more. And to make it clear, she supports her sister no matter what. I'm not my family. I'm my own person. I'm speaking for myself. Jamie Lynn Spears, once always by her superstar sister's side, now reemerging in her defense in an emotional Instagram video. If ending the conservatorship, if flying to Mars or whatever the hell else she wants to do to be happy, I support that 100%. Jamie Lynn addressing her sister's conservatorship head on, saying she's completely behind what Brittany wants. I don't care if she wants to run away to rainforest and have a zillion babies in the middle of nowhere. I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happiness. In a dramatic hearing last week, Brittany begged a judge to end the court-ordered conservatorship, an arrangement that's given her father, Jamie Spears, and other conservators control of her affairs since 2008, following two involuntary psychiatric holds and a very public breakdown. Brittany calling the conservatorship abusive, alleging she was forced to perform, take medication, and attend therapy against her will, saying conservators won't let her get married or have more children, even preventing her from removing an IUD. Her father's attorney telling the court, Mr. Spears is sorry to see his daughter suffering and in so much pain. I am very sorry that Jamie Lynn Spears spoke out. Sounded so... Angry, Angry. shady, and ungrateful? Could we go with, like, when she says, I don't care if my sister wants to run off to the rainforest and have a bunch of babies. (laughs) Shady, very shady thing to say about your sister who has, is in this conservatorship. Like, she's, oh. I hadn't hadn't heard the audio before we just played that. Have you? Yeah, I watched it on all the morning shows, covered it, because all of them kind of showed, covered different, took different pieces, like GMA slanted the story more positively. Okay. They didn't have the Today Show gave us the shade, the ungrateful, and the ain't. She sounds so angry, right? She sounds angry. Uh, Let's play the second half of the audio story. Britney's account prompting an explosion of support for Spears and criticism of her family, including an online petition asking Netflix to remove Jamie Lynn from an upcoming project for her alleged role in the dehumanizing conservatorship of her sister, Britney Spears. Jamie Lynn, who starred in the teen sitcom Zoe 101, firing back. But I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag and I'll support her long after. 
Fellow pop star Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera also offering support to Britney, posting a photo of the pair's children. Aguilera writing, It is unacceptable that any woman or human wanting to be control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. My heart goes out to Britney. She deserves all the true love and support in the world. Brittany and her boyfriend spotted on vacation in Hawaii after the hearing. The singer using her own Instagram to apologize to fans for holding back in the past. Writing, I apologize for pretending like I've been okay the past two years. I did it because of my pride and I was embarrassed to share what happened to me. So, Aaron, this court battle continues. So what happens next? Well, Hoda, as emotional as her testimony was, in order for Brittany to end the conservatorship, she will need to file a motion in court. Her lawyer has yet to actually do that, and it's unclear why. The next court hearing is scheduled for mid-July. Okay, I will just say this about Jamie Lynn. Okay. Uh, her only emotions were anger sounds, and slightly horrible. suppressed anger. He's, yeah, she, she sounded horrible. Like, he sounded like she was being defensive. Because right. people, she was reading the comments about her. Here's the, unless Brittany indicates otherwise, there's little that Jamie Lynn can say to convince Brittany's fans that she isn't complicit in the conservatorship right, because right. during her court appearance, let me quote Brittany, She said, honestly, I would like to sue my whole family. Family. And she made no exceptions. Yeah, I know. And Jamie Lynn is a trustee of the estate. Mm -hmm. So she does make money. Everyone's making money. That was going to be my question. On the conservatorship. And that is like something that, you know, maybe there's. But the fact that she sounds so shady, ungrateful, and so, so angry, I do not understand why, um, well, she just went ahead and did this, you know, uh, she couldn't, she couldn't, but I mean, Brittany made no exception. She would like to sue her her whole family. I know. know. For that. And, uh, well, here was, here was, you know, we were wondering yesterday or last week, you know, what is Kevin Federline, the father of their children together, mm-hmm. Brittany's children, um, have to say, and he issued a statement through his lawyer. Well, the lawyer was on Entertainment Tonight. I oh. watched him oh, do give Lord. this interview. I can't, even, I can't even compete with you. You watch so much TV. Oh, well, I tape <laughs> Entertainment Tonight because, uh, damn, they got some good stuff. All right, but, well, you tell me that. I mean, basically, basically, he that Kevin would, he, he said he would like her to have more... Um, custody of the kids but she can't have more than 20 percent because she's in a conservatorship and that he has always been supportive he didn't come right out and say that hey we had something to do with um you know raising the red flag on this about a year and a half ago when we were trying to get an audit of jamie's finances right so you know but he's basically that every also uh jamie her dad kevin has a restraining order against grandpa so that he cannot be around his grandson. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's say what the attorney said. The yeah. attorney said via his client, mm-hmm. Kevin, it doesn't matter how positive of an effect a conservatorship has had if it's having a, a read that word, something effect and detrimental effect on her state of mind. Kevin feels that the best thing for his children is for their mother to be happy and healthy. And if she can do that without a conservatorship, that's what they want. Right. But yeah, right. Jamie Lynn cannot. Uh, Jamie Spears, her dad, who has control of her state, is not allowed to see his grandsons because apparently he backhanded or pushed one of the kids and they hit their head or, you know, it was enough that, you know, uh, 
Oh, yeah. So and then apparently uh, the care manager, Brittany's care manager, this Jody Montgomery, who Brittany referenced and said, well, you know, she's even become very controlling. Yeah, she uh, she uh, spoke out about it and she's concentrated on giving Brittany the tools to get better and nothing shady is going on, which makes me think completely everything is shady is going (laughs) on by the fact that she said nothing shady is going on. Oh, my word. Right. Brittany. Get 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 a new attorney. Get rid of this guy who's been milking you for eight years and never telling you you could have gotten away from your conservatorship. Right. Hire somebody else. Um, ask your husband's lawyer for a recommendation. You know, ex KFed. She could mm-hmm. ask this Mark v- Vincent Kaplan. Right. Who would you recommend? There you go. That would Mark. listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's been a longtime attorney for Kevin Federline, mm-hmm. and so I mean. Yeah, I just think Jamie Jamie Lynn should have just shut up and not I been so be- sensitive. I couldn't believe how angry she sounded. Yeah, that was the hardest I, part. I, and I, Shady, if you want to run off to the jungle and have a bunch of kids, that's shady as hell. Well, that's when your sister is having mean. the issues that she's yeah. having. It it makes you basically you're saying to us, I don't know if she's stable or not. I mean, if she wants to do that, it doesn't sound supportive. Not very, no. It's like when somebody tells you, well, if you want to go and jump go off the bridge, it, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, you don't mean Mm-mm. it at all. <laughs> it didn't sound sincere one bit. One bit. No. I know. I had to share that with you guys. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. All right. Listen, we come back. We are going to need to take some calls. The men are running the Bachelorette, and well, we're not happy about it. All right. We have had the fourth episode of Katie's uh, version of The Bachelorette. And for the second time this season, last night being the second and the week before being the first, the men in The Bachelorette house have decided that uh, the consensus who needs to be put out to pasture. And I would like Katie to make these decisions. And it bothered the hell out of me. (laughs) And we want to know what you're thinking about The Bachelorette. If you're watching, why, why not? Does it bug you? Like, Lori, this is really bugging you. Give us a buzz at 651-641-1071. I'll tell you why it's bothering me. The men are wielding just a little bit too much power for a show called The Bachelorette. That Thomas dude who was bullied out of the (laughs) house last night, there isn't a contestant who goes on The Bachelor or Bachelorette that doesn't think, well, if it doesn't work out in the love department, maybe I'll end up being the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Right. I mean, he said that he, he, oh, I'm so bugged by it. This is not called the Bachelorette suitors. <laughs> These whiny guys last night, if she wants to keep Thomas and keep a bully in the house, I mean, she kept the guy who snitched on Thomas, oh, but I and I thought, you know, as a bachelor tactic, this the snitches. Uh, I mean, Katie got eliminated from Matt James by snitching yes, on that I one know girl. She did. And then she kept the snitch right. and let go of Thomas for the second week in a row, all out of honesty and respect. I'm like, this is your show, Katie. You make the decisions, not the frat house dudes. Yes. And it doesn't seem like she really liked none of them. None I of mean, them. oh my God. There's one guy who's an instant meme with the eyeballs. Oh, yeah. At the rose ceremony. I got to look this up. Oh, yeah. Well, so and then good. the guy that came back. Oh, we do. We'll have one caller, Julia. At least one person oh, is going to just... call and tell us. But I mean, I kind of felt bad for this Thomas dude, but more than anything, it, two weeks in a row, the guys in the house come together and say, we have to protect you from people who aren't here for the right reasons. Oh, my Lord. 
I know. All right. Who do we got, Grant? We got Patty on the line with us. All right. Patty, is this show called The Bachelorette or The Bachelorette Suitors? (laughs) I love that name. (laughs) My feeling is when the show ended last night, I sat there for a minute like, okay, what just happened? It was two hours of listening to these guys complain about Thomas, and then Thomas defending himself. And all I could think of was, you know what? This was filmed during COVID. They're in the middle of the freaking desert. Right. The best they could come up with was eating Twinkies, for God's sake. Right. As a competition. Yeah. And I thought, there's just nothing for them to do. It's it's kind of like, think back six months ago. Yeah. And weren't we all starting to get sick of looking at each other yeah. in our own homes? Right. Yeah. You know, so I was like, God, it's almost like. They don't literally have nothing to do. They have nothing to do. Maybe, maybe that's that. Maybe that's maybe that's it because there um, is nothing to do. There is nothing to do. Yeah, right? the one guy said it's midnight, man. So I'm like, wow, they're filming this till like three in the morning, but there's right. nothing else going on. Right, and they can't leave, and they don't have social media, and blah blah blah. And here's the thing. You know, at first I thought Thomas, like last week, I'm like, okay, well, you know, what a dink. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, last night going. Number one, you already said it, first of all, Lori. Who the heck doesn't go on this yeah, show for right. social media? Come on. Come on. At this point? At this please. point, exactly. And Thomas and had so- confessed that, at, you know, because Katie, yes. I'm already getting tired of this. You know, I want everyone here to be, you know, honest. For the right reasons. For the right, right reasons. They always yeah. say that. But he had said that um, yep. in, in, like, when they had to confess something um, that they wouldn't share. That, and right. he was the only one who had the thoughts but to say the that's thing. Exa- right. I, that's exactly what I thought. He has the cojones to say, hey, this is why I came. Yeah. Now, whether or not I believe, now, do you yeah. believe him when he's going, you know, when I got here, it was just for, you know, maybe being the bachelor. You know what? Then, you know I what? You. I saw a couple of those guys she gave roses to, and I would have rather have wrapped my arms around Thomas and kissed him <laughs> a couple times to find out. <laughs> Just because he was very attractive, I would have canned. He was good looking. I would have yep. canned a couple. I mean, there's a couple of the goofiest looking guys that I'm I- just... Like what? <laughs> Where did Blake come from? I don't know. Oh, I, he was on... Um, Tasha's oh, yeah. or no, he was on Tasha's. Tasha's. Yeah, yeah she goes, I've got this really great guy. And she brings <laughs> out the biggest himbo from her season. Yes. And I'm like, what? How do you what? Well, that's what you said going back to the first thing. It's during COVID. Yep. They were looking for a yep. storyline. Okay, we'll introduce them because they did that. Yep. Remember they brought that one girl in for, they just did this a couple seasons ago. Yeah. 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 But I just thought Blake of all the guys from Taste of Season. Oh no, that's kidding! The best you could come up with. Yeah, really? Yeah, he really I is mean, a definition of just sort of a meathead guy. And I just, I just was like, I'm glad at least Katie decided. Uh, no thanks. Yeah. Well, no, she gave him the rose, didn't she? No, no. she walked him out. Oh, she did. Yeah. Clearly, I lost interest in that. See? <laughs> okay, so you, so seriously, when you say that, I can't even believe you guys made it that far. Yeah. I was, I was on my phone. Trust yeah, me. See, I was looking right. on Twitter because I have to say, there's some really funny follows. Oh, Twitter the is on Twitter. Lori yeah. does the same thing. Funny. I watch, if I'm watching The Bachelorette, I have to watch it on Twitter because it's just same. too good and hilarious. Now, yeah. did you watch 
celebrity dating game immediately following? I saw Michael Bolton or his <laughs> wax statue. Yes. Because the only thing that moves, did you notice? I'm not kidding. Just his, his mouth. Lips. Yeah, just his, his lips, lips and his neck. Okay. His yeah. neck. His neck moves. I mean, and, and, and then Zoe Deschanel, oh, that was wonderful. And I'm like, what? It's. Who? It's like everybody's taking pills or something. I mean, he's he's like drolly catatonic. I kind of yes. love it, though. You know, and she's like this peppy, and she's so obviously reading the cue cards. But I, I do. She's, she's out of place. She is like the only one that has. She's got a pulse. She's breathing. She's mm-hmm. laughing. She's bouncing around. And I, how desperate was he to get a job? How desperate was ABC? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, that's the best you guys could come up with? Did I, I you th- watch the whole thing? I think I it's funny. Thank you, honey. Oh, gosh. I, I only watched the first one, too. Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. I yeah. thought that was funny. I thought it was cute, too. Uh, and he happened to have dated one of the people that was one of the contestants. That was classic. That was hysterical. That was classic. That was classic. All right, Grant, do we have more people who want to weigh in on The Bachelor? Yeah, we've got a couple. We've got Kelly first, then we'll get okay. to Linda. So All Kelly's right. on right now. Kelly, why are the men running The Bachelorette house? Okay, hello, you guys. I think, here's the thing, though. Let's look at the flip side. Okay. I think that Thomas, just as, as us, right, if you're in a room, you guys can read the energy, and I think he's probably a douche. Yes. I do kind of agree with you. I wish Katie could make her own decisions, but here she's giving praise. Trey got a rose for coming and sharing that, so she's reinforcing the tattletelling. Whatever. Yeah. So she's kind of reinforcing it that's my opinion and then what i found irritating from katie was oh my god everybody wants to talk about thomas look you're you're putting it out there like, <laughs> right. okay praising it. so yeah so i'm kind of like i don't know it's kind of conflicted all right look at it that way. good point yeah that's so true and it's but it's weird because she got kicked off because she oh no was, this guy who snitched yeah he's going home next right, week he's next yeah week. he's right. he's the, the snitches never last and katie knows that all right got it yeah yeah so anyway that's my two cents I, I don't know i think it's kind of kind of a boring um season but Same. You know, of course i'm gonna watch yeah all i right, know thank you for your two cents honey let's hope katie gets to make it Bye. Bye. I hope she makes a decision on her own next week, and let's talk to Linda real quick. Hi, Linda. Hi. Two quick things. Um, The himbo did not go home last night. She did not walk him out the door. If you watch the previews, he's causing conflict in the house next week and the week after. So did they leave that kind of like vague, whether or not she gave him a rose? Because I thought she walked him out, but maybe we didn't see either. she did not walk him out in the previews. He's causing a lot of drama in the house oh, next week. Oh, ish. Um, and, and, yeah, you say ish. She was like, well, I don't know because he's already dated two bachelorettes. Well, isn't that a red flag? Yes. That grossed me out. <laughs> yes. The other thing, yes. The other thing, they can get rid of the two women who are doing all the stuff. That looks so ridiculous. And where is the guy who's supposed to be the host? Last night, I don't believe he was in it at all. Oh, Chris Harrison got fired. He's got fired. He got let go. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, he's gone. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think they only need Tasha. 
Yeah, they don't need. They don't need both girls. It looking like Barbie dolls. It's just like. uh. Yeah, let one woman just handle the job of. You know, we don't need to replace two women to replace a guy. I don't like the optics of that. Tasha is so smooth and polished. I'm sorry, Caitlin. She can go on the celebrity dating game. (laughs) 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 All right, thanks, Linda. Okay. All right, all right, that was good. So, well, those are good opinions, and and people are feeling like you. Like, why do we have two hosts when we only have one guy? And it's just that kinda... always struck me. I'm like, oh man, they're replacing Chris Harrison with two women. Watch yeah. that, man. Oh, it's got to take two women to replace right. a guy. I just hated that that thing. And I'm like, come on, suits at ABC, be bold. Just give it to a woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. Exactly. Why do you need to do exactly. Unless they were trying to do a tryout. But Caitlin is not as natural as Tasha on camera. Tasha's wonderful, I think. I think she was She's really... very, like, you feel like you know her. I bet her little Q scores or whatever yes. they call it for reality. I don't know. Q might be for movie right. people. But the other one, Caitlin, you know, she uh, was such, like, a great bachelorette when she was on the show. And I shouldn't hold this against her, but, but she but is, you do. But yet I I'm letting it come into play for my opinion on her. She's done so many Which, procedures to herself. She looks nothing like that girl. And I'm I'm just having a hard time connecting with her anymore. I'm like, I can't even recognize her from Isn't that funny? Yeah. But I believe you. Yeah. And that Tisha, there's just something very warm and endearing yeah. about her personality. Like she that. feels confidential, right. like you could confide in her. Right. Caitlin, I think she scares people. Got it. Check. All right. Listen, when we come back, um, oh my gosh, this was the most incredible show. We have to tell you about it. Number one song still, Lori. That's right. We'll know in a few weeks if this is the one on track. You know, they got that track thing at Billboard to be song of the summer. But you know what's crazy? This this one of the songs from last summer is like Which one? Levitating. Oh, I love Julie that song. And I love that song. It's from, from last summer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um uh Holly said this at the top of the hour, Ray McDonald, known to millions as Dr. Joe Martin on All My Children. Died at the age of 93. The news is just being reported now. He actually died a couple weeks ago. 40 years he was on All My Children playing the patriarch. Always patient, even though all the people around him were having affairs, getting amnesia, sleeping with Erica Kane. (laughs) You kind of hoped Dr. Dr. Martin had a secret life, but he didn't. He was on from the beginning to the end. Of the Was show. He really? Yeah. From wow. 1970 until the show went off the air. Before that, he spent most of the 60s on CBS's The Edge of Night. He got a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Daytime Emmys in 2004. And on the Edge of Night, his character was named for the show's associate producer, Phil Capice, who went on to fame as the producer of Dallas, one of the oh. soapiest soap, nighttime soaps ever. And how Ray McDonald did it with all those wild plots, but he was just steady as a rock, and you knew he would be calm no matter what was going on in Pine Valley. He always was. So that's a good long life, 93. He always damn. was. So calm. 
I know. Okay, so let's talk about this show. I know, Grant, you didn't watch it probably, but I think Je- Julia might have watched it. But I out of half of her eye. Uh, uh, it was Lady Boss, the Jackie mm-hmm. Collins story on CNN, and it was so good. And I think I really enjoyed it so much because Julia, I made potato salad last okay. night, and Grant, when I make potato salad, I make like a big amount, so it okay. takes me like. An hour and a half to two hours with all the prep. Yes. And everything. And this show kept me company. And I was getting so, it was such a, her story is so. Jackie Collins. Jackie the Collins. Author. Yeah, the author. And if you're too young in 83 to be aware of its impact, it's it's impossible to overstate the splash. Okay. When her book, Hollywood Wives, oh, in the pre-TMZ age, yep. when celebrity and entertainment blind Item gossip had largely gone the way of old time, you know, Hedda Hopper and Luella Parsons. And you kind of like we found out about because everyone knew that Jackie Collins, she'd written this book. Her first book was called The World is Full of Married Men, which raised eyebrows. But in this CNN story about her, you see that her when she's 16, her sister or older sister Joan is in Hollywood Wants her to come to Hollywood, and Jackie has always kept journals, and the family, the daughter's journals going back into the 50s, hung out with Marlon Brando, you know, home movies of her with, you know, um, Michael Caine was a lifelong kind of friend. She was in the Beverly Hills circle at a very young age, and just her whole story, so... She was always kind of taking notes, and she thought that maybe she'd be an actress. And, I mean, she really single-handedly gave us what, like, a lot of, I think, young women um, thought, okay, we can be, like, a character. We can be Lucky Santangela. Maybe we don't have that, but she, like, a liberated businesswoman who took no crap had lovers sexuality that's right had charge of businesses treated like men like you know nothing if you but it was very exciting and it wasn't uh stayed in the way that maybe what our moms or grandmothers read in like harlequin romance 100 it was powerful female characters yeah one powerful and one of the things that delighted me was that you know of course lucky santangelo is her famous uh, character but everyone in hollywood had a guessing game of who's who in hollywood wives because they were she did know all the kind of secrets i mean but Nicola Sheridan was Lucky Santangelo in the 80s movies that I, they made yes. out of her book. Yes. And the d- documentary really, you know, made the case that it gave women agency to pursue pleasure and power yep. unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And I remember just adoring that about everyone that was in her books. I loved those books. Remember, it started out though after the one, whatever that first one was, Lori. Hollywood Wives. Yeah. Or the, it was the world the is full of married yeah. men. And then she wrote a book at 1979 and you will recognize the cover, the cover and it was titled The, the Bitch. Bitch. Yeah. And, and I mean, then they also showed talk shows where she was given so much crap right. sometimes and about the content of the books and mm-hmm. set up kind of things. And, and, and also, you know, like she, 
her love life, you know, which was really uh, poignant, her relationship with her sister. There was, of course, like any sister relationship, you know, there were ups and downs and sometimes jealousies, but they were always, you know, remained sisters. And yeah. and then, you know, what, uh, what happens to her at the end of her life, which... Um, and I remember this. I remember my my grandmother's sister got breast cancer, and this would have been like in the late seventies. And nobody, we didn't talk about it. Don't say the cancer word. Don't, don't say, say don't bring it up. It, it was very hush hush. And Jackie's and Joan's mom died of like breast cancer in like the I don't know, you know, sixties or something. So when Jackie Collins gets a lump, she doesn't even do anything about it for two years. And by then, it's like stage four, Mm -hmm. and at the end of her, she did interviews right up to the end of her life. Like six months before she died, she was on The View. She went to London. She became kind of Lucky Santangelo, one of her daughters said. I just thought it was so, so good. Mm -hmm. Just, just It makes me want to go back and read reread some of them yes she wrote 20 how many books I oh think she so. wrote she made millions of dollars and in in 1983 um uh because her husband and we find this out her husband oscar lerman he was such a fan of her writing he guided her writing the way irving mansfield had done for jacqueline suzanne he thought her books were terrific he ends up dying of cancer and he was really the love of her life and she, she 32 novels. Yeah. Sold over 500 million copies translated into 40 languages. Eight of her not novels have been adapted to the yeah. screen. And she knew everybody because her sister, sister. Jackie right. in the early 60s. So she knew Jean Kelly. I just thought it was a really, really, really good, terrific oh my documentary. Gosh. Yes, Lori. And, uh, you know... I mean, you'll see a lot of people, they call it trashy and chick and all this kind but of thing. But she was, at the time, The you know, Harold Robbins was at the top of his game when yes, she was coming. And when she, she gave came us out. a different perspective. From um, a woman. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, these are great. They were great books. Yeah, they were just, they were fun and they were, it was like important because we hadn't had this kind of. Right female character no we hadn't and, and you're geez. so right about the harlequin books because i wouldn't even touch those they were so yeah, boring and, and dumb. oh my gosh there's a talk show appearance where barbara cartland you know the the, the the she's like this is so trashy what you're writing is you're writing too explicit and i mean she's like powdered and looking like she's a hundred and i'm just <laughs> like we want more than a, we want women in mansions wearing leopard driving fast cars being in charge Jumping on their own right. private jet. This was exciting. Are you kidding me? Now we knew it was possible. Thank you, Jackie Collins. No kidding. Yeah. Anyway. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.